I remember when I was very young, um, young man out there working, I was working for other people, did not have my own business yet. That didn't come till years later. But I remember always saying to myself, man, if I only had the time to do, you know, this, these eight hours that I'm giving up to work for somebody else. And boy, if I only had that eight hours this day or each day, boy, what I could do with that time. Well, here's our chance. You can build whatever you want, whatever you've wished for. You have no choice. So take advantage of this as an opportunity. Hey everybody, I'm James Kevin O'Connor. And uh, no big intro, no music today. This is a special um, shared report that I want to do for you guys. And this is going to be all about mostly all positive news about specifically COVID-19. And those of you who know me well uh, probably know that I'm mostly a glass is half full type of person. I try to look for the positive in things. And especially amidst all of the dark, depressing news. And for those of you who are trapped in front of social media and CNN and uh, Fox News and you know, it just seems like um, mostly bad news constantly. So I would say if you can get away from that, you know, watch some movies about nature and space. If you can do that, um, don't plug into constantly, you know, from morning until night, watching every tick of this thing, because I don't think it does very good things for your health, your mind, your emotional state. Um, it's a time to renew. So I'm, I'm hoping to do that in this broadcast. Playing the blame game and uh, pointing the accusing finger at whose fault? Why did this happen? I think we should save that for another day. That's not going to help anything right now. Right now, um, you know, if you're a uh, conspiracy theorist, there's a lot of that going on out there right now. This is just a disease, okay? It, it doesn't care what your political or religious affiliations are. It just wants to do what it's designed to do which is uh, kill people and make them sick. So um, let us talk about what advantages we have here in the United States, which are many, because we seem to be on the end of this delivery rather than at the forefront. Therefore, we can look to Italy, we can look to South Korea, we can look to China, find out what happened, what worked, what did not work, um, what is working, and how can we keep ourselves safe, healthy, and what do we do in the interim while we are on lockdown and doing this social distancing that I believe is really um, working effectively. And, uh, you know, hats off to, I got to say it, I got to give kudos to uh, the Trump administration for the brave and bold action they took on this thing. You know, locking down the flights to this country, uh, it bought us a lot of time, like valuable time. I, I, You know, who knows how to calculate this, but it gave us more time to prepare and get ready to take steps to protect ourselves and to get out of this mess um, because we're kind of operating in the blind here. I mean, there have been pandemics before, but never like this one where the carrier is sometimes they're saying you know 10 12 days and people don't even know they have it or you're a carrier and you can give it to somebody and you're not even sick so that's pretty frightening 
So what can we do and what are we doing? And, um, you know, I was watching this uh, interesting TED Talk last night by um, Bill Gates. And he did this TED Talk called um, The Next Outbreak. And this was recorded back in 2015. And it it was a script for what is happening today almost exactly like he predicted this would happen and it would happen exactly in the in the way that we're seeing it play out in in front of our very eyes really really um shocking and uh if you get a chance check it out um it's a ted talk called the next outbreak and it's on youtube and you can check out it's really really fascinating and um, one of the things he alluded to is um, what we can do as a society to um, protect ourselves. And I was also studying some of my favorite guys. Um, I follow a lot of analysts and people who are very, very brilliant, like Jeff Brown, um, who's kind of a, um, he's an investor, but he's, he's just this brilliant guy. He's got PhDs in everything. And he's into um, biotech and he's into AI and all kinds of technology. And one of the things I really agree with him about, and I've said this to my son and other people's people that I've spoken to, is that I feel that we are, um, we are so advanced in this country and so blessed to have such incredible technology in biotech, in AI, in science. And, um, People keep saying, well, it's going to take us a year, a year and a half to get uh, a cure to this this virus. And it's not. You know, mark my words, this thing is going to happen very, very quickly. We have the most amazing people in this country, and we're really blessed. God has blessed us with um, just incredible resources. And part of the uh, the Trump, you know, team that he put together was having Google get in on this. So Google's got something going on. They're trying to solve this virus um, with a supercomputer, which is just fabulous. If you get a chance to read anything about it, I'm going to give you some um, some uh, cliff notes here, and I want to I want to read some of what Jeff Brown sent out uh, either late last night or this morning. And um, the three headlines are: Fighting COVID nineteen with a video game. Uh, Google's plan to diagnose COVID nineteen. The AI doctor will see you now. And there's some really fascinating things in here. So let me just um, start here. We talked about the market first, but let's get into um, what Jeff wrote about what's going on with COVID-19. While it is painful to watch this unfold, I'd like to offer some very positive developments that show me the recovery is just around the corner. New confirmed cases have completely leveled off in China. There are just a handful of new cases each day. Social distancing helps stop the spread of, of COVID-19. So for all these people out there partying, tempting fate, um, you know, please don't be irresponsible. If you're doing that in a way that you're, you're putting yourself out there because you, you think you're so brave, you're also, you know, possibly infecting some family with young kids. So just please chill on that. We are seeing the same thing happening in South Korea and Japan, says Jeff. Research just out of China has demonstrated that warmer, more humid weather slows down the spread of COVID-19, just like past airborne viruses. 
That means that cases in the Northern Hemisphere will dramatically fall as we enter spring. Humidity in early summer, warmer weather. These are the things that the virus does not like. Electronic supply chain manufacturers in China are on a track to return to full production by the end of this month, which is right now in March of 2020. Shipment transportation to airports and seaports for logistics is almost back to normal in China. Foxconn, the world's largest contract manufacturer, stated that supplies to its China, Vietnam, and Taiwan manufacturing plants have returned to normal ahead of schedule. Apple is Foxconn's largest single customer. I want to pause there just for a moment. I think we really have to rethink our relationship with foreign countries. And, you know, going back to Trump again, I'm not, I'm not you know, sounding the Trump horn again, but one of the things his platform was to get elected was bring jobs back to this country. Let's start building things here in America and find a way to do that and um, also be able to do it and be competitive in the marketplace. And I think he's proving that, um, you know, by what he's done thus far. I remember there's a guy, uh, Ross Perot. Remember him? He ran like, it was like 20 years ago. And uh, he, he predicted, if you look... There's a video out that shows his predictions, and most everything he claimed was true. NAFTA, he said, There will be a giant sucking sound going south. And that's the way Ross talked. He, we just lost him this past year. He just died, I think, in June of last year. Um, but anyway, he was right about NAFTA. He was absolutely right. He said all the jobs would flee. All the companies would move all of their, their manufacturing to Mexico and other places in the world, and that's exactly what happened and a whole host of other things that he predicted and that was in 1992 so it took that long um you know for companies to uproot and the government gets greedy and look what happens lo and behold all of a sudden everything's in china now so we have to rethink um shark tanks another one right now every single person that comes on that show it seems who's created a new widget, a new gadget, a new invention, whether it's clothing, whatever it is, they immediately, oh, where, where are you getting this made? China, 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 everything in China. So now where are we? We're looking at like, where's our stuff? You know, we need medicine. We need this. We need that. Everything's surgical masks, uh, gowns, everything's shipped from China. So we have to rethink our position in the world and get back to... Um, at least being independent enough that we know we have manufacturing here or in another state, wherever, you know, within close proximity of our borders, that uh, when a crisis like this arrives, we can count on um, our own resources. Enough digression. Let me get back to Jeff's letter. Asletis, a Chinese biotechnology company, has already shown early success with the combination of its hepatitis C and HIV treatment for COVID-19. Early data from a clinical trial on 11 patients demonstrated all 11 have recovered and been discharged from the hospital. Another China-based biotech company, Hisun Pharma, has been testing its influenza drug. Early tests have demonstrated that patients are clear of the virus in just four days. Moderna has already begun testing its synthetic RNI vaccine for safety. And Gilead is beginning clinical trials on Remdesivir, 
I'm not, I don't know if I was saying that. It's remdesivir. These drugs, I don't know where they come up with the names, but who cares? Uh, these things are working. So this is very, very cool. And if anyone is thinking about refinancing their mortgage, this is about as good as it gets. I saw a 30-year fixed mortgage with no points at 3.5% and a 10-year adjustable rate mortgage at 2.875%. These rates are to be taken advantage of. I remember buying my first house, and it was during the Carter years, and the interest rates were almost 20% for a mortgage. Um, Given that things have ground to a halt for a few weeks in most countries, with a bit of extra time on our hands, refinancing a mortgage is a positive action that we can take regarding our personal finances. So Jeff's just looking at the data, the things that are actually happening, not the great disservice that the media is doing by spreading fear based on worst case scenarios that have no real substance. There is a lot for us to be optimistic about. And, you know, that gets back to what I, I started off with is, is, you know, when we're just plugged into these, all these news stations do, they want eyeballs at any cost. So sensationalism, it sells. It makes money for their advertisers. So get off of the TV, get off of these radio shows, um, stop watching this thing tick by tick. There is good news out there. But you're not hearing it on these stations. All right, where do you get a load of this? This is fascinating. Crowdsourcing a coronavirus cure. What? (laughs) Chances are most readers have never heard of a software program called Foldit. Foldit is an online video game that challenges players to fold proteins into shapes that are stable and functional. It started as a research project at the University of Washington's Center for Game Science and Department of Biochemistry. It launched publicly in 2008. Since then, half a million people have played the game. And there's a visual on here of how this thing works. So we've, we've gone out to regular people to solve this coronavirus. I think this is fascinating. Let me, let me continue on this article. As a reminder, proteins are chains of amino acids. They are responsible for every function a living organism's body performs. The way a protein is folded speaks directly to its effectiveness. Properly folded proteins do the job that they are designed to do. Those that are misfolded can cause disease. This is an incredibly complex topic. Understanding protein structures is one of the biggest challenges facing the world's top biologists right now. And understanding the 3D structure of a protein associated with a virus like COVID-19 can help us discover a cure or therapy to fight against it. In an era of disease, this new cure could be one of the most powerful medical technologies of our time. That is why we are leveraging the crowd to hopefully find a solution. Foldit just launched its coronavirus puzzle. In this challenge, players are trying to design proteins that can bind to the COVID-19 virus in a way that stops it from spreading in the human body. This is important because COVID-19 is a new type of coronavirus. If a folded player can crack the code and design the right protein structure, it could be used to produce a cure for COVID-19. And what's powerful about this is that the game is open to anyone. Players don't need a medical background. This enables truly out-of-the-box thinking. I love this. This is so cool. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive. Shouldn't biologists 
virologists, and epidemiologists handle this problem? To answer that question, we need only look back to the Human Genome Project. Funded by the National Institute of Health, the project set out to map the human genome in 1990. At first, only a core group of experts worked on the project. They came up with a solution that could sequence the genome in four hours with 70% accuracy. Then the project was opened to Harvard Medical School. The school was able to sequence the genome in an hour with nearly 80% accuracy. Finally, the project was opened to the crowd, and by putting the best crowdsourced solutions together, the projects could sequence the genome in 10 seconds with more than 80% accuracy. Simply put, the crowd provides different ways of looking at the same problem. With the right skills and a little bit of luck, there's a great chance we can crowdsource a cure to handle COVID-19. I'm excited to see what progress is made. You know, I love this. And the reason I love this is because, um, did you ever notice that two people could sit down in front of a teacher, um, a coach, whatever, and just listen to information that's been given to them. And one person gets it immediately, understands it completely. And the other person's kind of scratching their head. And, uh, you know, in the old days in school, they would say, hey, this, this, this one kid's real smart and this other kid's a dummy. And it's not true. It's more like we have different ways of understanding based on the way things are presented to us. Our mind maps um, structure in, in different ways. So what's really, you know, very difficult for me to understand, someone else might be like, hey, this is a piece of cake and change the subject or change the teacher. And I get this right away but someone else is struggling with it. So this is, this is very exciting to me. Time for another bullet point here from Jeff. This is uh, about Google. So Google is tackling COVID-19 with Project Baseline. Over the weekend, the Trump administration announced that Verily, Google's life sciences division, is developing a website to help people who may have been exposed to COVID-19. It is calling it Project Baseline, and it will be a private a public-private partnership between Google and the U.S. government. The website will allow people to register and go through a flowchart of questions to determine whether they should seek testing for COVID-19. If the answer is yes, the site will direct them to a local testing center. And if the test comes back positive, the site will help patients sign up for clinical trials for a treatment being developed. Google plans to launch the site in the Bay Area this week. It will test it fix the bugs, and then roll it across the entire country. Apparently, 1,700 Google engineers volunteered to work on expediting this project. Google is following the old Silicon Valley playbook here. Launch immediately in the Bay Area, optimize, and then roll it out everywhere else. I think this is a great idea. The press criticized the Trump administration about this partnership, even going so far as to say that it isn't true. But Google has since come out and stated clearly that it is working hand-in-hand -hand with the U.S. government and does, in fact, plan on rolling it out nationwide. Politics aside, this is a fantastic development. Government agencies can be slow to act, so working with the private sector, which can get a functional website up and running in days, test its system quickly, and then expand nationwide is great for everyone. The mass media needs to report on all of the positive progress being made rather than doing its best to instill fear and negativity. 
And that's the problem I have with career politicians. This is, this is not Jeff speaking. This is me. <laughs> they don't know how to do these things, okay? It takes people in business to know how to get business done. And uh, once again, thank you to the Trump administration for seizing this and taking it on head on. Damn the torpedoes and the naysayers and the political pundits who are just trying to um, shore up their agendas. Uh, this is this is a you know this is all hands on deck. Okay, we need to pull together and stop tearing down. Uh, he's our president, like him or not, he's doing a good job. So, anyway, let me go on to Amazon's Alexa is studying to become a doctor. And this is Jeff's uh, last piece of this, um, this great article. We'll conclude today with a big picture healthcare topic. Deep within Amazon is a skunk works group of 100 people called Grand Challenge. It is spearheading what it calls Project Genstedt. I, I don't know how to say that. It looks like a German word. It's G-E-S-U-N-D-H-E-I-T. So Genzeit, maybe. And incredibly, it's all about finding a cure for the common cold. Research estimates that the common cold costs the economy $40 billion per year in physician visits and lost productivity. And each year, it is responsible for nearly 200 million missed school days. No doubt the market for a cure would be massive. So it's no surprise that a company would want to work on this. We just wouldn't expect that company to be Amazon. But then again, Amazon has had incredible success outside of its core e-commerce business. It has shown the ability to think outside of the box. And if we remember, Amazon is already working on health insurance solutions, and it will be able to deliver prescription medicines right to our home through its acquisition of PillPack. So Amazon has been strategically building a healthcare division for a while now. And here's what I think is really going on. Amazon is moving toward becoming a first point of contact for medical care. After all, it has the most successful AI-enabled smart speaker, Amazon Echo, and the smart assistant, Alexa. This device is in our homes, right there to help out at a moment's notice. Amazon could produce small connected devices that could run various tests, like taking our temperature or even analyzing our blood. Alexa could analyze the results, send them back to the cloud, and then make a diagnosis. From there, Alexa could order prescription medicine for us, have it delivered right to the house within hours, and perform a follow-up within a few days. That is a big idea. How many people would choose to see Dr. Alexa in their kitchen rather than drive across town to the doctor's office only to sit in a waiting room full of coughing and sneezing people? <laughs> I think the answer is a lot. And what is happening right now with COVID-19 is a perfect catalyst for this kind of solution. And if Amazon can develop a vaccine to cure the common cold, all bets are off. And this is all thanks to Jeff Brown, editor of The Bleeding Edge. Um, check him out on the socials. Uh, Google him. Really brilliant, brilliant guy. Learned so much from Jeff from uh, being a recipient of his newsletters and also his um, strategies um, in the marketplace, the stock market. So that concludes Jeff's um, contribution to this uh, today's podcast. And I hope this brought some kind of levity to your life. 
and some kind of hope. Um, one of the things that we are, many people are not doing and should be doing is praying. Okay, um, it's, it's bad enough that we were kicking God out of the schools and then there's been this other rush to, hey, let's take uh, him off our money now in God we trust. Um, you know, there's been some kind of spearheaded campaign about doing that, which I find um, just so repulsive. So, you know, a lot of people just ignore the Lord or come to him only in times of desperation. But, you know, it's like any other relationship, folks. If you don't talk to somebody, you don't have a relationship with them. So I would encourage prayer, uh, you know, for your families, for yourself, for anybody you come into contact with. If anybody's having a fight at the store over the toilet paper, please rethink that. Um, try to be kind to one another um, instead of attacking. Everybody's under stress, so let's try compassion and reaching out with a little bit of love and forgiveness um, and use um, that as your offensive weapon, okay? you'll find that nobody will be offended. So that's a wrap for me today. James Kevin O'Connor for the uh, Dharmic Evolution Podcast. And what we're going to do is continue to drill down on this problem. We have tremendous resources. We have tremendous advantages that the other parts of the world don't have what we have. So let's embrace that. Let's shore one another up. Let's support each other. And let's just take this time uh, to heal and to heal our emotional state and everything uh, as well. So uh, I just want to wish God's blessing on all of you and your families. And that's a wrap. Let's drill down, baby. Till next time. Now who do you think you're fooling? Inside of your mistake I'm a man who needs to know what's doing hey, Those big brown eyes You keep them just out of reach I'm gonna drill down, baby Drill down deep I wanna get to all the secrets you keep from me Drill down, baby Drill down deep I'm gonna be the first man Who was able to reach you
on the I wanna be the first man who is able to reach you 